Hey everyone, my name is Janet Galante and I'm one of the pastors here at First Christian. Wherever you are, however you're joining in, I'm so glad you're here as we take a look at God's word together to see what it has to say about how we can fear less. Things sure have looked different over the last few weeks. I know it's been a little strange for me. This last Sunday, I worshiped with my husband Michael and I. We were on our couch joining into the service there, still in our pajamas as our coffee brewed in the background. It was a little weird, but as we participated in the worship service, our living room became a sanctuary. It was beautiful to think of everyone else out there gathering together, coming to this hope that we share in Jesus. Things have been hard, but ministry has still been happening and God has still been working. Just under a thousand masks were made by a team of volunteers here at First Christian, and they're just getting started. There's more masks that they'll be making for local healthcare workers. Our student ministry has been up to a lot of fun things too. We wanna make sure that we continue to celebrate our high school grads. If you have a senior who's graduating from high school or know one who would like to be recognized, please send their information to Matt Eden by May 10th. We're excited to make sure we are including them all in our celebration. Our FCC groups team has seen a lot of amazing things happen too. I've gotten a chance to work with them. We have new groups that are starting. A lot of our old groups are continuing to meet and some of them are even growing. Personally, one of the things that I've enjoyed most is working with our college ministry. On Sunday mornings, we still gather online with students from California, Texas, Maryland, Virginia, all of them coming in to see each other and still participate in service. We even have an ETSU grad who's logged in. He's a nurse in Houston who joins us on Sunday mornings. If you want to get connected and would love to have more information about finding community in this season, I would love to help you do that. You can reach out to me at jgalante at fcc-jc.org. Our ministry and the work of the church is more vital than ever in this season. And none of these things would be possible without your generosity. For those of you who are still able to give in this season, we're grateful that you have chosen to give to the mission of the church. God's church is still at work in the world, bringing light into the darkness and sharing God's love right here in local communities and around the world. I'm super excited about this church and I'm super excited about this series. The last few weeks we've been talking about what it would look like to fear less. The preaching team actually came up with this idea months ago before we knew what would be going on right now. My favorite thing was that the Bible gives us practical steps so that we can live our lives with less fear. And since the planning of this series, I've become amazed at how timely it is. All of us need this right now. I know I do. And together, we want to take a look at the practical instructions God gives us to fear less. You know, the most common command in the Bible is fear not or do not be afraid. These words are spoken hundreds of times, there are even devotionals out there that have a different verse every single day of the year where God tells us to fear not. So there's over 365 verses where this is told to us. God teaches us not to fear, and God teaches us how. We may not be able to be absolutely fearless, but we can learn strategies to fear less. The Bible gives us these strategies to disrupt the scary places in our lives. And today we're talking about what it's like to be fearful when we are alone. Now more than ever, it's so common to experience this. Loneliness, fear, all mixed together. Even in the middle of those stories of connection that I shared earlier, we're still all pretty lonely. 
whether you're stuck at home with a bunch of family members and people or you're home by yourself, all of us are feeling lonelier in this season. And when we're lonely, it's easy for fear to creep in. We become more afraid. For me, I've always felt my fears the most at night when I'm trying to fall asleep. For as long as I can remember, I've always had trouble falling asleep. It's never come easy. It all started when I was pretty little. One of my first memories ever was when Mike Tyson bit some guy's ear in a boxing match. I don't know why, that story just always really stuck with me. It freaked me out. So when I was a little kid, I'd go to bed and I was always terrified that Mike Tyson was gonna come bite my ears off. I would pull the covers up around my face to cover my ears so he couldn't come. Now, I'm not scared of Mike Tyson anymore, but I still experience my fears the most when I go to bed. It's when I'm alone with my thoughts, worries, and anxieties. It's just me and my fears. And I can go to a dark place dwelling on these fears. What if my plans don't work out? That'll ruin everything. What if, how long is my to-do list tomorrow? Oh, that's too long, that can't possibly happen. How much seminary homework do I have? That's way too much. Is my friend mad at me? Oh, I hope we're okay. How's my family doing? I was supposed to visit them in May, but I guess that can't happen anymore. I wonder when I'll see them again. But what if we all get sick from the coronavirus? Then it could be even longer. I mean, Baltimore County has thousands more cases than we do right in my county. Will I even get to see my family this year? I wonder when things will become normal anyway. What will normal even look like when we do that? What time is it now? 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? Okay, so that means I'm gonna get five hours of sleep if I fall asleep right this minute. Well, that means tomorrow's gonna be pretty miserable, so I may as well just stay up and keep worrying about everything, because tomorrow's gonna be rough anyway. And all of these things are just swirling around in my head for hours and hours. I talk myself in circles. I'm stuck in this cycle, just having a conversation with myself, rehashing my fears. When I'm alone, these problems seem bigger than they really are. They're huge. In that moment, I'm so focused on those problems more than anything else. The fears are so consuming that I can't let myself rest and fall asleep. I'm just alone with my problems, paralyzed by my fears. Now, if I could just talk to someone else about these things, it might help. Like, when I was scared of Mike Tyson, it helped to realize that my twin sister was in the same room with me. At least there was someone else there. Or now, sometimes I realize that my husband's awake and I can talk to him a little bit. It's not perfect, but it's better when I can bring someone else into that place of fear. Have you ever been stuck in that place? A place where you're alone, having a conversation with yourself and it just gets scarier and scarier. Maybe you're dwelling on relationship problems and you can't figure out how to fix things. Or you're thinking about your budget and you can't get the math to add up and you're worried about your finances. Or maybe there's a health issue and you can't decide which treatment to pick since every option seems to have its downside. Maybe you're worried about a friend or a family member and you're playing out all the worst case scenarios with that person. When we dwell in fear alone, every problem becomes overwhelming. Everything feels bigger than we can handle. When I'm by myself, I can talk myself into dark and scary places. But when I bring someone else into my fears, things change. 
If I can just bring one more person into the conversation, the whole conversation changes. There's someone else there. I'm not alone battling my fears by myself. Now just think, if that person were God, that would really make a difference. If you brought God into the conversation, it would change everything. And God tells us to do that. We're instructed by God to bring God into the conversation when we're alone. God says to us, you are not alone. Fear not, I am with you. These words are written all throughout the Bible. Fear not, I am with you. They're spoken to person after person whenever they're alone and whenever they're afraid. We see in 1 Chronicles, David says to his son Solomon, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God, my God is with you. He will not fail or forsake you. Isaiah prophesies to God's people, do not fear when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. Do not be afraid for I am with you. In Zephaniah, God speaks to the remnant of Israel. Do not fear, Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. And in Hebrews, the author encourages the people to stand firm in the way they're living because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Do not fear, I am with you. This is what God says to us when we are alone and we are afraid. When we're paralyzed in fear, just having a conversation with ourselves about our worries, stresses, anxieties, God says, do not fear, I am with you. When you're making a tough decision by yourself, God says, do not fear, I'm with you. God says, make me a part of this conversation. When you're planning the future, worried about what it'll look like, God says, do not fear, I am with you. We know that God is with us now and God will be with us in the future. When you're looking at your assignments for the end of the semester, drowning in homework, stressed about passing your classes, God says, do not fear, I am with you. And when we're worried about the coronavirus and its effects, God says, you are not alone, do not fear, I am with you. When I'm lying in bed, listing all my fears to myself over and over again in a conversation that's going nowhere, when I'm just digging deeper and deeper into my fears, God interrupts with this promise. You are not alone. Do not fear. I am with you. And this promise grounds me when I'm stuck in my fears. If I can just remind myself that God is there, then I remember I'm not alone. God is right there with me. I don't have to carry my fears by myself. God becomes a part of the conversation about my fears. So sometimes when I'm awake at night, I try to turn my fears into prayers to God. I try to embrace that promise that God is with me. Even when it's 3 a.m. and I have this growing list of fears in front of me and I feel like I have no one to take it to, God says, you are not alone. Do not fear, I am with you. And we want to experience that promise today, right now. I want you to experience the truth that God is with you. 
In these exact moments, here, wherever you are, whether you're sitting on the couch in your living room, or you're up in bed participating in the worship service there, if you're in your kitchen making a meal, wherever you are, whether you're worshiping in the morning or evening, let's now hear this promise together. Right now. Not later when we're feeling more put together, or when we think we've eliminated all the distractions. Right here. Right now. Let's transform these spaces we're in into sanctuaries as we experience the reality that God is with us. We're going to share in a time of worship and we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. And as we do this, I hope you'll let God's consistent promise sink in. When we are alone with our fears, God says, do not fear, I am with you. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. God lifts God's voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We have encountered together today one of the great promises 
of Scripture. God is with us. We are not alone, and this means we can fear less. I remember as a kid, when we first moved to Tennessee, first day at a new school, and I had to ride the bus. And I was scared. I was especially worried because while I was entering the fourth grade, my big brother was entering middle school. And I thought that meant I would be alone. But as my fears rose for that first day, my brother finally asked me what was wrong. I told him, I'm afraid of the bus. I won't know anyone. And he just casually responded, don't worry. I'll be with you. You'll know me. And then he explained that the elementary kids and the middle school kids rode the bus together. And my fear was gone. And some of you need a word like that. You are alone with your fear right now. And when we are alone, our fear can take us to terrible places. And you need to hear the promise that God gave to Abraham and Moses and David and Joshua that he gave to the people who received the letter to the Hebrews, the promise that God gives to you. Fear not, because I am with you. But because this series is focused on the practical nature of the Bible, I want to say one word beyond the promise that God is with you. I, I want to share with you just a few practices that if you learn these skills, you will actually fear less when you are alone in your fear. I, I want you to have practices that help you connect with God's people and connect with God's promise and especially to connect with God's presence in your life. The first is the simplest. This quarantine makes it too easy to become isolated. And this isolation creates a context in which our fear can grow. So I just want to be direct and I want to challenge you to stay connected to God's church in this time. Don't give in to your isolation. Make an effort to be connected to the church. Jump into one of our prayer groups, 9.15 in the morning, 7.15 in the evening. We've got Spanish prayer at 8 o'clock. Jump in there, see a friendly face, and pray together. Or connect with one of our Zoom studies. Uh, our Sunday school classes and Bible studies and Wednesday night groups continue over Zoom. We're actually launching new groups. We've launched some, some quarantine support groups. Maybe you want to be with one of them. But you'll have to decide to do it. You'll have to decide as a practice to help you fear less to connect with God's people. Maybe it's as simple as making a phone call. Uh, just a couple days ago, I was just having a rough afternoon and kind of fears in me were rising. And, but because I was working on this sermon, I knew what to do. I just called a friend and told him about my fears. And, and all of a sudden, because I shared my fear, I feared less. That's the first practice. Connect with God's people and you will fear less. The second practice is this. I want you to connect with God's promise. The promise that God is with us is an easy one to forget. Because the lie that we are alone is, is so present. So maybe you need to develop a practice 
that helps you remember? I'll give you two. One, you could look up the psalm that I just read, Psalm 46. You could just decide you're going to read that psalm every day. Or read it as often as you need to be reminded that God is with you. Another thing I would suggest that can help you connect with God's promise of God's presence is a, is a little snippet from a beautiful and ancient Christian prayer. This prayer is found in lots of versions, and I don't even know what the right version is. And some people think that its origin might lie uh, with the Christian evangelist that we today call St. Patrick. Uh, but whatever its origins, in the middle of the prayer, there's a beautiful section that might help you. It just says this, Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in the quiet, Christ in danger. Christ in the hearts of all that love me, Christ in the mouth of friend and stranger. I pray that prayer sometimes when I'm scared. I never get all the words right. I haven't exactly memorized it. But the idea of the prayer is pretty simple. And I just pray that prayer and it reminds me of God's promise. And when I pray that prayer, I'm just telling you, I fear less. The third practice I want to give you is a simple spiritual practice to connect with God's presence, especially when you are alone with your fears. Uh, Janet reminded us that when we can invite someone else into the conversation, well, we fear less. And that's especially true when the one you invite into the conversation is God. So I just want to simply tell you, if you want to have a practical strategy for fearing less, you might do this. When you find yourself kind of alone with your thoughts, getting on a cycle of fear, if you could just say, maybe you, can, you could even say it out loud, hey God, would you join me in this conversation? God, do you have any thoughts on this subject? God, do you have any wisdom to bring to this? And just let God into the conversation. I can tell you what God's going to say. God's going to say, fear not, for I am with you. God's going to say, I can conquer this problem just like I conquered the grave. God's going to say, I'm bigger than this situation, just like I'm bigger than the universe. God's going to say, I love you no matter what happens, and I'm with you no matter where you go. And I, I'm just telling you, that as, as, as simple as that spiritual practice is, it will help you fear less. When you're stuck in your fear, just say, God, could you please join me in this conversation and see what God has to say about the situation. The reason I want you to have these three simple practices is because I believe that learning to live with the truth that God is with you will change your life. If, if you could live with the confidence that God is with you and always present and you are never alone, if you could live with that confidence, you would fear less. If you lived connected to God's people, 
you will fear less. If you live connected to God's promise, you will fear less. And if you live connected to God's presence, inviting God into the conversation, you can stop the spiral of fear and you can let God speak bravery and confidence and hope into your life and you will fear less. The same word that God spoke to Abraham and Moses and David. The same word that Jesus spoke to Peter and John and James. This same word is true for you. Fear not, for I am with you. Whatever scary place you are in, you are not alone. Whatever trial you face, God goes before you and with you and behind you. Whatever makes you tremble in fear, God stands steady right beside you. Wherever Jesus is sending you on a mission and you've got, you're a little bit afraid of that, Jesus says, and I go with you always to the very end of the age. You can fear less. Why? Because God is with you. In a minute, we're going to close our time of worship with a song. After that, if you want to meet me in one of our Zoom room lobbies, I'd love to meet with you. We talk about the message or just say hi. But before we do that, I wonder if you would read together with me that wonderful text from Psalm 46. The words will be on the screen as we read together. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. God lifts God's voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress.